Mr. Inquirer reporter Steve Veed, who has been with the newspaper for more than 40 years, has announced his retirement. We're going to talk to Steve about his experience as a journalist and how journalism and the newspaper business has changed during his time. Stay with us. This is Inquirer. For the Mystery Inquirer, I'm Don Wilkins, and joining me is, of course, Steve Ede and Mystery Inquirer reporter Jacob Dick. Uh, Jacob happens to be the Mystery Inquirer's newest and youngest reporter, so he grew up consuming media in a much different way uh, than, you know, than Steve and I did. So uh, I want to talk about those differences, but first I want to start with Steve. Uh, Steve, your background, how you got into journalism, what attracted you to it? Uh, I know you're not a native of Owensboro, but you've been in you've been here for quite a long time. So, so to start from the beginning and, and just talk about you know how you got into journalism, and how you got here to Owensboro. Well, Don, I'm a native of Kentucky, but farther west in Owensboro a little. I I grew up in the uh, uh, Marshall County area down by the Kentucky Lake uh, uh, area of western Kentucky. Uh, Benton would be the the county seat, uh, and that was a nearest town of any size to where I grew up and uh, graduated from uh, North Marshall High School in 1971 then went on to Murray State University which was just uh, you know 30 miles away and uh, started out uh, you know just uh, studying the regular things that you that you take when you're a freshman but then by the by my sophomore year I decided I wanted to uh, explore uh, a journalism degree and uh, began taking journalism classes there at Murray and graduated in 1975. I ended up with a, actually a double major, uh, the other major being political science, which has uh, come in handy and, uh, a lot in my, uh, in my reporting career uh, on, on a kind of a small scale here in, in Owensboro, but uh, politics is an, is an important subject here as it is everywhere. And so that, that background helped me a lot. And, uh, I began my, my career at, at a weekly paper, like a lot of uh, journalists do, and, and and that was kind of a learning place for me uh, in Todd County, Kentucky. And then in December of 1977, I accepted a job here at the Messenger Inquirer in the sports department. That was the that was the opening that was available at that time, and I I, I came hoping to be just a news reporter, but the opening was in sports, so I took that. And for the next 13 years, I did sports here at the Messenger Inquirer. I was a reporter, a page builder, I did an editor, and did all of those uh, uh, copy editing duties uh, for 13 years. I covered, a, it seems like now, about a million high school football and basketball games and, and uh, tennis matches and college sports, which I enjoyed a lot at UK and UofL and Western but after 13 years, there, uh, an opening came along in uh, the news department. And by then, I had small children. And, you know, the sports beat or the sports job here at, the, at this paper is a, a nights and weekends job almost exclusively. And I wasn't seeing my kids very much uh, at that time. They were in school all day. And then I, then I worked in the evenings until midnight. So when the opportunity came to become a news reporter in uh, late 1990, uh, I, t- I took that job and I've been in that position in one way or another ever since. Your your uh, path sort of sounds like the opposite 
uh, of what happened to me because whenever I was at Western, I worked as a sports reporter for, for the College High Tarot, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a sports writer, but whenever I graduated, and I, and I did land at a weekly paper, but ever since then I've done everything except write sports, essentially. So I always say it was sort of worked out. Um, so, um, you know, I, I want to talk about with you, when did you, wh- when did you actually start here? I started December the 5th, 1977. So what was it like, you know, back then? Because, you know, in my mind, those, you know, that was sort of the, the, the golden era, you know, that was just a, what, four years, you know, after Watergate. And so you had the Woodward and Bernstein effect going on. And I'm sure people more people were inspired to become journalists after that. And so what was it like to be in a newsroom at that time? Well, a lot of people in the, in the, on the news side uh, were very much into that. Now, in sports, you know, we kind of did our thing with sports. There wasn't a lot of investigative journalism happening uh, at the high school basketball level, for instance. Uh, but we, we, I just tried to do a good job in that area, that era, that area of the paper. But over on the news side, I think there was a lot of budding uh, uh, Woodwards and Bernsteins over there trying to uh, uncover what was happening at City Hall and, and county government and places. But, you know, we are Owensboro here, so there, there may have been some limits on what that kind of uh, journalism could do. But, yes, it, it was a fun time. And the, the technology then, Don, was nothing like it is today. You know, we didn't have the Internet then to... Uh, to check things and, and to find out information that we needed, uh, we, it, and we uh, and we didn't have cell phones. We didn't, and we had uh, teletype machines in the, in the building that was spitting out uh, Associated Press stories that we would that we would use in the paper every day. So, how would you have to research something? I mean, uh, would you have to go just through the Mr. Inquirer's archives and? And research stats or statistics or any kind of, of background information. Absolutely, it was all done by hand. Basically, you know, we we had paper archives in 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 the in the in the library if we wanted to go back and find out what happened twenty years prior. But we didn't have a we didn't have a computerized way to just you know click a few keys and and it magically appear on the screen and the information that we need. And and, and compared to to. Uh, thinking back, I don't know how we did it, you know, with, without all of these uh, these uh, wonderful th- inventions that have happened in the last 20 years. But it was a very mechanical type of thing. We did a lot of legwork. We did we did a lot of work uh, outside the building to find out information. Now, uh, conveniently, we can do we can we can do more in an hour with the internet and other other advantages that we have technologically uh, that, that we could do all day back then so it's much more efficient now and uh, I, I have appreciated what has happened in our business that it's, it's made the, the life of a journalist uh, easier in a way but it opens up so many opportunities that you really kind of you push yourself to take advantage of all of that and be a better journalist and so the, the technology is there if you want to use it and know how to use it uh, it's a, it's an amazing thing so were you start did you start out on like a Manual typewriter. Oh, absolutely! It wasn't a manual; it was an electric. It was an IBM Selectric. Oh, wow! Okay. It, I like to tell these stories because when I first began, we had IBM Selectric typewriters, and and uh, and we we typed our stories right there in front of us, you know. And then once when when you're finished with the story, you fed those. Uh, we had some technology back then. Uh, we were we were all already being able to feed those uh, uh, sheets of paper into a, a 
a reader, and then it would then then those stories would appear on a on a, a what we call a front end computer, and we could work with the story on a computer screen from that point. But the original writing took place on, a, on an electric typewriter. I actually learned, and this was in like in the mid mid late eighties. I actually learned how to type on a manual typewriter in middle school. It's it's it doesn't seem that far away, but it's it, it is unreal, you know how far technology has taken us in, in that regards. Um, so right now you are your title is features editor. Yes. Right? So you talked about what other I, you were the editorial page editor at one time, right? Well, my my career has covered uh, a lot of different jobs here. When I left sports. Uh, I, I was the education writer, the education reporter for about six years, and I covered all of uh, I covered all those school board meetings and uh, education issues, and that was that was a very exciting time in Kentucky because if you if you recall, in the late '80s and early '90s, we were introducing the Kentucky Education Reform Act, which was a sweeping change in uh, Kentucky education. So I was in on all of that, covering all of those developments in our schools and all of those massive changes that were taking place. But in 1997, the newspaper decided to open some bureaus. We'd never done that before. We'd never had a bureau before. But we opened a bureau office in Muhlenberg County. And I was the, the lucky one to go down there and actually physically be in that bureau. And I did that for a year. And uh, then I came back. Uh, back to Owensboro, the Owensboro office, and I became, uh, uh, I covered Davis County Fiscal Court. I covered uh, utilities and road construction and those kinds of stories uh, uh, during a, a, a very, what, what turned into be a pretty progressive era in the local politics and local government uh, with, the, uh, with the election of uh, the Judge Executive Reed Hare came on board then and a new court took over, uh, very, very forward-looking. And so I got to cover a lot of a lot of those developments in our in the city, and in the county. Then I went into city government reporting, and and did that for a while. Covered the Owensboro City Commission for a while, and in 2005, uh, I became the editorial page editor here at the paper, and I did that job for four years. And so that was an exciting time. That was the, the beginning of downtown revitalization started during during the time I was editorial editor. And we wrote a lot of uh, a lot of editorials and opinion pieces about what was happening uh, with downtown revitalization, which was, a, as you know, was started out as an eighty million dollar local mm -hmm. project. It, it got bigger uh, before it was done, is and it's still going on today. So, so looking back, and Jacob, if you want to chime in as far as the changes in, in in journalism and the way media is consumed i mean obviously whenever you started out you the internet and everything that has to do with social media you know wasn't even a thought and so you know maybe talk about the way journalism works now with the way the media consumption is and how it's changed so much and not just 40 years but 20 years and and, and the way we consume media. I mean, do you look at this, Steve, as, as better or, or worse times whenever it comes to consuming media? Well, you know, it's a it's a two-edged sword, Don. Uh, this media explosion and, and uh, the way it's worked. Uh, newspapers have taken the brunt of it across the country. You know, circulations have declined as people find so many other ways to inform themselves uh, quickly. You know, uh, instantly with their with their cell phones and, and home computers and 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 other ways. Uh, so the printed page, the printed newspaper, uh, 
it's still here. Of course, we're still publishing a newspaper every day. So from that standpoint, it's been a it's been a, a great thing and a, and, a, and a tough thing for traditional print newspapers. So I've experienced both sides of that. And uh, uh, it will be sad someday, I think, when when the, when the printed page is no longer available uh, to read on your doorstep as a, in the form of a newspaper every day. And I don't know when that will happen or, or if it will happen. It may never come completely about. But we've seen the beginnings of it, and uh, so it's, it's changed so much. And uh, the newspapers like ours and so many others, uh, we need to stay relevant. We, we have to figure out ways to, to remain relevant in, in society because when people uh, can get their news with a click of a button, you know, in a matter of seconds, they can have everything in front of them. Uh, anywhere they are, any any time, day or night, with no delay, with no you know, uh, our newspaper hits hits the hits the people's uh, doorsteps in the you know in early morning, uh, but by then hours have passed since it was actually published. Uh, it was actually uh, you know that news was was uh, was was put into the paper. So so there's even delays are happening, but with with cell phones and computers, you you can get your news instantly. I, I had a question about, um, so I mean we've we've seen we've heard people talk about how the news cycle has accelerated. We went from um, cable news; people thought that was going to be the next thing to to kill newspapers, and it went into the internet. But during your career and and uh, buffering all the changes that journalism has had, did you ever feel that your job was changing, or that the responsibilities of reporters needed to change? You know, I, I don't really think so, uh, Jacob. The, the basic job really has not changed. We are a, a, a good newspaper reporter uh, is still, you know, uh, chasing that news and, and researching the researching information and compiling information and digesting it and then presenting it to the to the public in a concise, fair, accurate way. Uh, I do believe that in some instances in the social media revolution that some of those steps get skipped, you know. So everything you read on the Internet, uh, you have to be suspect about a lot of it. But uh, it is a responsibility, I think, of, of any good reporter, whether he's a newspaper reporter or any other media platform, uh, th those those requirements are still there to uh, to put the information out there that's that is true that is that is correct that is accurate that's fair that's uh, that's uh, uh, that's that you put the legwork in that's necessary to do it and then you put it out there that's still an important part of it so in that respect i don't think the my job has changed i was trying to be fair and accurate and uh concise 30 years ago and nothing has changed about that well one thing I, I can say that I uh, I respect and appreciate is uh, in, in May I'll be a uh, reporter for two years. I've only been out of college two years, and one of the things that I love is that the things that I report on now on the county government, I can always look in our archive and see things that you and Keith have written about 10 years ago that are similar, and I appreciate that context and that I can always come talk to you and, and you have experience to share with me, and I'm worried that if I was somewhere else where I was expected to instantly tweet the news and that was my responsibility, I couldn't share that context. Well, th thank you for that, Jacob. And uh, I, I don't think I'd be doing my job or well, or Keith either. Keith Lawrence, our other veteran reporter, would be doing his job well either if we weren't willing to, uh, you know, to, uh, to, 
to help and to uh, provide that experience and that uh, that connection to the community you know traditional uh, I mean uh, you know uh, institutional knowledge I should say of the community is very important and it's very valuable and it's there well I have I have maintained and, and I will always preach that newspapers are still you know they're not only the oldest form of journalism but they're, I still believe that they're the truest form of journalism because Steve as well as you know we used to kind of kid you and, and and give you a hard time because you would cover the the Riverport board meetings you know and we would give you a hard time about that because it's one of those public meetings that people don't look at it like they do the city uh, council or the fiscal court council because a lot, a lot of what they do isn't affecting them necessarily direct or directly as far as financially or as far as implementing laws. But the very fact that you were happy to go to it and any, and any reporters are happy to go to these public meetings to make sure that, that these public agencies are being held accountable regardless of, of how we think, you know, what the public thinks about it in, in terms of import. All these public board meetings are important. And if, if we go away, who's going to be there in the trenches to, to cover these public meetings? What do, you, what do you think about as far as, you know, those types of meetings and public meetings and the importance of continuing to cover these meetings and not just looking at it from an outsider and, and just reporting on what they not necessarily, you know, they're not there in the trenches. I mean, they're getting a press release, essentially, a lot of times, what the public agency wants you to write about, not necessarily, you know, what, you know, wh- what really matters. Well, you know, community journalism is not easy, and that's, that's what we practice here uh, at the Messenger Inquiry. It's not easy. It requires so much time to cover these board meetings and other happenings that are going on in our community. And as like you say, Don, uh, if, if the newspaper was not here, I fear that other media platforms wouldn't have time for it or wouldn't have the, I guess, the experience or even the ability to understand what's happening. And if they don't, then the, the, then the public will not. There's no way to make that connection between what's happening at the... Uh, 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 it's, no, it's nothing unusual for the Owensboro River Port Authority to spend millions of dollars on a single project. And that ought to be important to everybody in our community because those are, those are our people. It's, 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 it's the public owns the Riverport and other agencies like that, the, 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 our, our, our RWRA, which operates our uh, sanitary sewer system in our whole town. Uh, something goes wrong there, you'll know it, you know. So going to those Riverport meetings, and I think, Jacob, you go to those some, t- sometimes, uh, Riverport and, uh, and, and RWRA, very important things. That they may seem like, uh, you know, routine to some people, uh, but if you're not there and something happens, uh, then there will be no reporting of it. And uh, so I think that would be to the detriment of the entire community. So now, as, as you kind of approach your, the twilight of, of, of your career, you know, what, do you, or what are your thoughts when you look back at your career? Era and do you think, you know, you've left a mark? Do you think you've accomplished, you know, what you hope to accomplish as a, as a journalist? And, and do you plan in some way to continue as, as a journalist? Or are you, or are you just going to ride off in the sunset? I don't know what my future completely holds, uh, uh, 
from a personal standpoint, uh, my wife and I, we have grandkids, grandkids that we are adore, and we want to spend more time with them. They live in other cities, so we may, we may be uh, thinking about where we, where we need to end up, you know, to be closer to our grandkids. But looking back on my career here at the, the Messenger Inquirer, uh, it's very rich. I feel like I've, I've I've made a big contribution. I hope I have, uh, just in the, you know, uh, not in not in this spectacular story or that spectacular story, but just just uh, you know year after year, day after day type of uh, reporting uh, to do the to do the hard work that we were just talking about. I will say that my last uh, my last decade here at the paper has been very eventful because I came back to the reporting staff as the city commission reporter in early 2009. And just as we were, uh, the city was doing the first work on the downtown revitalization, uh, rebuilding Smothers Park began in, in the spring of 2009. And so I covered every uh, day of that uh, work for, for nine years. And anyone who's gone to our downtown can see the difference that has happened down there. And so I wrote hundreds and hundreds of stories about downtown uh, redevelopment and revitalization. And every, every project you see down there, the, the Messenger Inquirer, we felt it was important to, to cover that just as extensively as we could and not, and not leave any part of it not told or untold. And so we, uh, I wrote literally thousands of stories, you know, about, about what happened in our town over those years. And, do you have any particular story that you wrote during this time that that just stands out to you uh, at, at all? You know, probably not, Don. I've thought about that, uh, pointing to to one to one particular story. I, I do. I will. I will recall one editorial that I wrote. I believe it was in the uh, late in two thousand and eight when the when we had our great debate, if you recall, over whether we were going to. Uh, raise the insurance premium, double the insurance premium at the, uh, at the county and city government level in order to finance this massive downtown uh, project. And uh, we went back and forth, even in this building, about what, what we should do about that. And I, and I pushed hard, and others pushed hard, uh, to write an editorial endorsing uh, the, the, the increase in the, uh, uh, the insurance premium tax in order to make this downtown project work. And uh, uh, I think that if I recall, uh, I, I'm thinking about that particular editorial, but the, the, the main argument that, that, that I put in the editorial was that this price is going to be great. A huge cost is involved. But the greater price would be what we would pay if we didn't do it, you know, uh, in, in lost opportunity, that we could not afford not to do this project and to let... And to let uh, the downtown Owensboro continue the decline that it was in at the time. And now no one, I believe, could argue that a decline has uh, taken place in downtown Owensboro. The, the evidence is all there that, uh, that, it, that it is still on the rise with all, all, all things that happened. So I'm, I was proud of that editorial. I was proud of our editorial board for uh, doing that. And then uh, it wasn't long until uh, our city and county uh, elected officials uh, voted to do it, and, and now you see the results. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when is your, I guess, final, final day? I think we're looking at the first week of December. 
that'll 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 come right down to my uh, 41st anniversary here with the paper when I walked in as a 24 year old knowing nothing as a as I feel like it was then uh, as a sports writer uh, you don't learn much at a weekly Don I don't know if you recall that but you you learn some things you learn some basics but when you walk into a daily newspaper uh, it's like it's like going from a, a, a walk to a full-out sprint oh yeah and so uh, that's uh, but so that 41 years later here I am and uh, gonna call it a career at the paper I don't know if journalism is in my future uh, or what what is really in my future I'm gonna s- take a few months to uh, think about all that and see what happens I guess the big question is do you want the traditional newsroom sheet cake you want a cookie what, what, what do you want for your party yes to, uh, yes to all of those okay gotcha. Jacob <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I've had the pleasure uh, since I've been here. I haven't been, you know, seven or eight years now. Um, I, I had the pleasure to work with the, with the Rich Swanski, you know, before he retired, and Susie Bartholomew, and, and, and you, Steve, and then, of course, Keith is still here. And uh, and, and it was just a, it's been just a real pleasure and a joy. And I grew up reading you guys, and, and I don't mean to make you feel old, but uh, part of the reason why I went into journalism is because of you guys. And so um, I just appreciate everything that you guys have done for Owensboro and Davis County and uh, keeping the public informed and, and making sure that those who are in power were held accountable. Well, Don, thank you for those kind words, and thank you for having me on today. All right. Thanks, Steve, and good luck. that wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank Mr. Inquirer Features Editor Steve Veed and Mr. Inquirer Reporter Jacob Dick for joining me. To send us questions or provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquirer.com. Remember, you can find us on the Mr. Inquirer's website, its mobile app, and iTunes, where you can subscribe to Inquirer. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquirer.